Tan. Mary. Here we go. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Back on the sled. Here we go. Okay. Uh, I know. Wow. What are, you, what are you doing this morning? Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm maybe going to go on the road, and so I'm changing uh, the way that I receive stuff from, you know, pills to mail. Mm. Um, oh. Talking to Starlink about how to maintain contact, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then tomorrow I'm going to be uh, with the um, people at Paulsville RV where I will be looking at rigs, units. Right. Sprinters. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I, yeah, I figure Miss, Miss 20,000 square foot home is not going to be very excited about this. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, um... <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, it's, it doesn't even cover the space of my aura. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like living in your master bathroom. I get it. But um, you remember the story about the guy that came in and wanted to live on a boat when he left his wife and I gave him a little week's worth of training? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a little bit like that. Oh. Um, yeah. I've lived on boats for a lot of my life. As you know, I've been on upon oceans for years and um, on and off. And, and, um, uh, you get used to it, and uh, I don't need space. I mean, for me, uh, adequate space is 23 inches of, of leg room in any direction or arm room. Mm. Um, I, uh, when we travel, um, it's in the back of the truck. Yeah. Uh, in the back of a short bed GMC half ton. Yeah. Sierra. Uh, when I pull into, you know, I pull into a rest stop. You know, like most people pull into motels, I wheel into a rest stop between the trucks or okay. in the front. Um, and I'll, I'll just sit up behind the wheel and put a pillow up and just lean against the thing and go to sleep. Or I'll crawl in the back or both or whatever. Huh. Um, you know. Right. So, and Sounds a lot like of people, are, <laughs> well, they're scared to do that. I mean, a lot of people are afraid of that. And I'm not. Right. Um, because I'm used to it. Right. You know. Right. Uh, I took a a 13 foot zodiac, you know, across the Salish Sea from Seattle, Washington, Port Townsend, the Straits of Juan de Fuca. People couldn't believe it. Mm. You did what? Right. You know, but it's um, you know what? If you know what you're doing, it's not that tough. You know, I, for me, I mean, it's not really my concern. The first thing I think about is my stuff, and what I mean by that is. You know, I'm used to having my stuff, like books all around me, you know, things that I'm writing, things that I'm reading, things that I'm you know, <laughs> playing with. <laughs> and I wouldn't have that room. No, you're correct. I, I agree with you. And I, that's the biggest problem I have with this whole decision, Yeah. which is in flux, is my books. Right. It really is. I'm having, that's the hard, I mean, I don't care about the clothes, I mean, I, I, you know, clothes are fine, but I mean, I will throw in a couple of Carhartt t-shirts and a pair of jeans and call it good. Right. Um, you know, the rest of it, and I've got some clothes here that I have emotional attachments to just because of where they've been. Yeah, right. You know, it's like the clothes that are talking to me. I mean, I'm looking at a white, uh, a red, uh, you know, uh, rain jacket here that's been all, all over hell. I, you know, I like, I feel like I should burn it as opposed to, you know. What are you talking whatever. about? That has my like, written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't burn it. All right. Mm -mm. So, 
anyway, that's um, yeah. That's it's you know the downsizing is is a it's a thing. It's a thing, and I think that's that is it's just a scary when you're you know when you're upgrading right because you have so much stuff. Yeah, but you're upgrading in orders. <laughs> I mean, come on. But that's the thing. It's not like you went. Not like you're going from a bungalow to a nice house. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, give us a break. Uh, but, but, but that's the thing. Okay, well, my point is, when whatever size that you're in, if you're considering downsizing to a vehicle. You know, just a yeah. house, a three-bedroom house to a vehicle. It's... Well, at least I'm not going to have a staffing problem like you're going to have. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. I, I'm talking about just stuff, like all your stuff, you know, your treasures. No, I know. It, it's hard. It's going to be hard. I mean, I, of course, I have the option to store some of this stuff, but I've never heard a story yet. And I've done it myself, and I know how, how silly it was, how much I paid to store stuff right. that was worth a dollar ninety-five. Right. So I think what you're storing is emotions. I, I guess you know. I mean, that means I should store all my books. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I don't know. It's um, it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. But on the other hand, I think that when I when I slam the door behind me and turn on the ignition and start driving. I'll feel, feel really good. I know that the happiest times of my life have been when I crossed the green marker buoy on the way out of the port of Seattle, um, going north. I mean, that's when I, that's the, that is the moment when I feel the best. And it was at the green marker buoy leaving Shoshone Bay Marina going north. And uh, I have got instructions to the, when I'm dead, when I die, and they're going to, you know, burn me up and put me in a bottle. Um, that's where I'm going. I'm going at the green marker buoy. They're going to put me down. That's where my. That's where I'm going to be buried. The green marker buoy hmm. at Shilsho Bay Marina. Wow. That's where I'm going. That's where I've felt the best every time I've moved. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, if that's where you feel good, kiddo, hmm. then what are you doing in this, you know, this right. place? Right. What are you doing in this? So, and I don't know that I almost bought another boat. Almost did. Uh, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, just about bought another big Beneteau. Yeah. But um, I think a car, a truck, uh, whatever it is, a Sprinter, is going to be more versatile for me, easier to handle, um, so on. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to become a deck monkey at this point in my life. Um, I know I don't want to have to put a knife in my teeth and cut away the lines if we forgot how to run. You know, if we get a double wrap around a. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a that's a I don't lot want to of work. It is. Well, I mean, it is work, and I and I'm I'm, and I don't have capacity like I had before. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I can, you know, I'm 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 like a I'm like a I'm like a um, I'm like a variety store mannequin. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not you. That's funny. Uh. Uh-uh. No, but you know what? It, it's true to your to who you are. Just to get up and go. Yeah, you know, it's, it's time to move. I think you. I think you. You've referred to me as being reactionary before. Mm-hmm. That, does that ring a bell? Yes. Yeah. Well, let's react. Pow! Here we go. Right. Yeah, um, but you know what? That's that's what's giving you your story, though. 
that's that's why you've been able to fit so many lifetimes into one maybe so yeah because yeah, you know people be. you know you get married and we we're trained to believe that you are stuck with that one person you made it for life and you know so now it's like well we're 50 60 years in but I'm, i i stopped being happy with that person you know 40 years ago yeah you know or yeah. we've been in the same house you know so this is the first house we got married they never move yeah you know, I've have been at this job and this career. I've given my whole blood, sweat, and tears here, and I got a pin at the end. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, those are stories are everywhere, and I mean, I think that's a sad part of the human condition. Yeah. Um, I was, in fact, I was speculating on that this morning, oddly enough. Um, why you like the Count of Monte Cristo? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that has a lot to do with your life. I mean, you've been you've been uh, abused. Uh, I don't mean abused physically. I mean, I, I, when I use the, I guess I shouldn't use the word abused, but I mean, you've had people jack you around <clears throat> for a long time, off and on. I mean, they have thrown you under the bus or tried to repeatedly. Yes, mm-hmm. you're you are the Count of Monte Cristo. It just hit to me. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why you. That's why you like it. No. But, no, but the other thing is, the other thing is, those that you don't react like the Count of Monte Cristo does, you know, you you uh, um, don't no, do what he no, does. No, no, I don't do any of that stuff. Um, I don't identify with that. When the first time I saw the Count of Monte Cristo was so many years ago, I don't even remember. But I just remembered, like, just being in awe, going, "Wow, the perseverance this man had," and I loved the, you know, the um, the education with the other guy that he meets, you know, in the prison. But the version that I watched last night wasn't the original version that I saw years ago, and I can't remember who was in it, you know, when it was done. And so we just picked this one, and it was um, uh, Tony Curtis. Yeah. Okay, he's he's an old man. Yeah. Is he still alive even? No, I don't I don't, know. I don't think so. No. Yeah. It was an old movie, but it it just didn't hold the same beauty. And I didn't remember that he went back to get revert re- revenge on everybody. It was kinda like Oh you he know. did. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh you don't even re- oh you didn't remember that part. No. That's the part I was that was the part I was focusing on was that you didn't do that. No. You had the option to get revenge on everybody, and instead you went the other way. Right. Right. Which no. which makes you a much better person, in theory, at least. <laughs> I think, in fact. <laughs> it's funny that you use those words. You know, I just commented on a post today. Somebody, I don't remember what group it was, but it's like, you know, um, what be- what benefits have you gotten from just being a good person? You know? And, and oh, that someone someone asked you that question. Um, here, let me let me see if I can bring it up real quick. I'll see what I said. And I was kind of I I commented, but I was kind of on the fence about if I should even say that or not. <laughs> uh, let me see. Shoot, maybe I didn't save it. But um, basically, and everybody was so negative. You know, it's like how much pain they've endured. You know, the suffering, the, um, you know, but I still keep being me. You know, all, just all of this pain. Wine, wine, wine. But, but you know what? But it's the truth. And it's the whole idea of 
you know, nice guys finish last. And it's because there's no education to give us clarity about that. You know, and, and this is what's so desperately missing. And once you read the game, you understand, you know, all of these quotes that come up. It's like, oh, shoot, that's what that means. You know, like nice guys finish last. Okay, that is not true. It's that was said from somebody who thinks they are a nice guy and they keep losing and they have no self-awareness. Okay, I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. And you know um, why I like you know why I like the count of money, Crystal? What? I like the count of money because the first line in the book. It, I made it the first line in my book. What? I shall stride across the twentieth century, breaking down doors with my shoulder, mm. sweeping women away in my arms, and earning fortunes only to squander them promptly on dissipation. <laughs> so you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is so you. Here we go. <laughs> wow. How many pages is that book? Which one, the count? Yeah. I don't know. It's thick. It's like, you know, three inches thick. Hmm. I, I've got it around here somewhere. I don't have it right in front of me. Right. Big book. Well, because, you know, they say the book is always better than the movie, right? And, yeah, and I, you yeah. read the book, and and I will, but you know I got a stack of them here. Certainly has more texture, that's for sure. Yeah, they they usually do. They usually do, and so in this version of the movie, the it's like you okay. Remember the scene where he finally finds the other guy in the prison, right? The mm -hmm. And, you know, you feel the emotion of, oh, my God, I have been alone in this space for 10 years. Seen another face, not seen my own face, not heard another voice, not felt anyone. I mean, it's terrifying, you know, to feel like that kind of aloneness and still be alive. And so when you finally find, you know, meets this guy on their side of the wall. They look at each other almost like a mirror. You know, like I see you and me. And then he finally reaches out to touch him. Like he, and they embrace like, oh my God, I haven't touched anybody in so long. And um, God, that, and that is such, that's where we're at. It doesn't even matter if we have people in our life. Have you really touched them like that? With that kind of appreciation? Well, you got, yeah, you're, you're, um, you should teach a literature class. <laughs> <laughs> not bad <laughs> not bad I can get you on the faculty <laughs> well okay so what are you saying <laughs> well I mean the way you, you the way you portrayed that was 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 uh, you know makes me want to read the book again um, wait a minute I think I just saw it I think I just found it let me see if I can get the count out of here uh, oh yes pretty sure that's it but right now it's under a stack of your books. Oh shit! I got too many books. <laughs> That's one of the problems of you know having too many books. But there's no such thing as too many books. Only if they're junk. Yeah, of course. Well, that's bad too. You know, if you got junk books laying around, you got to get rid of those. You know who wrote? You know who wrote the back cover of of uh, the Count of Monte Cristo? No. <laughs> Robert Louis Stevenson. I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, famous poet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I um 
Oh, yeah. You know, you know, you know where I, you know where I got this. You know where I bought the count the first time. Where? It was in, it was in Paris. At, uh, ah, at, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on. <laughs> mm. Is that the book you're holding in your hand right now? I am. I am. Dang. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> That's good. Damn. Okay, so how many pages are are in it? Uh, all right, just a minute. Coming up here, I'm at one thousand four hundred and fifty-six. Uh, sixty-two. Well, without front matter, it's one. It's fourteen sixty-two. Damn, that's a, that's an endeavor right there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, they did. With Dumas on the cover, it's got a picture of Dumas on the cover. This at least the one I have does. Yeah, they didn't get all that mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. Mm. Kind of like Don Quixote. Yeah, with the wooden sword and the tin hat. Did you read it? Yeah. Did you read it cover to cover? No. Either did I. Did I. Not. But but I have it, and I have my mom's ver- my mom's book, and I remember when you know I was like <clears throat> like um, nine years old, and she'd be laying on the couch reading that book, and she would just be cracking up. And I'm like, Mom, what is so funny? And she's like, Oh, me, how you wouldn't get it? And I, and but it's it's like it's stuck in my memory. And I'm wondering if that was the seed that was planted in me to be a reader because of her because yeah. of her excitement over it. Because and you, just, and you, and, well, and your curiosity, I guess her well, excitement, your all curiosity, of it, all of it is. This is yeah. my mother. This is the woman that you know I love and adore. This is my mother. And yeah, she, she raised you. Right. Yeah. And she's laughing her ass off about this book. And I'm not a part of it. And I would have to commit myself to something like that to understand the joy that she's experiencing. Yeah. And okay. you know what I mean? So I think that was a seed that was planted. And then, you know, I'm nine. And um, honestly, I don't really remember being like a big reader when I was a kid. And then, you know, then you start uh, growing up and you have to read things for school. All right. And then I don't think it was until later on, you know, way later on that um, it was Kevin Trudeau. And he says, you know what? Just promise yourself that you're going to read one line. Just open the book and read one line. And I said, okay. And you know what? When I hear something like that, I just make a commitment. I don't even... I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. And that's all it took. Next thing I know, I've got five books all around me, reading them all at the same time. Well, there's nothing, you know, I mean, that's just fabulous, really, that that can happen. I I, I didn't have that kind of, a, um, of an example. I had a different example. My, my, my father, my mother didn't read it. Well, she read uh, Christian religious books. She read you know, anything published by the Catholic Church, she would read. She was very devout that way. And I felt it was all propaganda. Mm-hmm. My dad did not read other than copies of the American Rifleman, which he devoured. Uh, and and various books about about animals and how to skin a deer and a bear and whatever, you know. Yeah. So I didn't have any I didn't have any example like that. Mm. Um but my example turned out to be my father, as it turns out, who 
who always felt that because of his lack of a college degree, he was he uh, was short cheated a lot in life. Right. Didn't, didn't you know the government or whatever didn't allow him to live up to his talents because he didn't have that. He used to call it a sheepskin, mm-hmm. and he used to tell me, "You've got to get the sheepskin. You must get that sheepskin." That's and uh, to me, mm-hmm. and that's what stuck with me was my was my dad's. You've got to get that sheepskin, and um, so I, I that was really what I did in his honor. And when I started going back to school, when I realized. Um, I mean, I'm not going to give him credit for the whole thing, but but the point is that, that at at at, a, at my middle age, I walked away from everything, as you know, and I went back to school. Mm-hmm. And I um... <laughs> what I took a copy of my I took a copy of my PhD, a full, real good copy, rolled it up into a steel tube, capped it. Drove it to Western Montana, to the St. Mary Cemetery, with a hatchet, and drove it into the ground of my father's burial site. What? And said, "Okay, Dad, I did it. I did oh it." Oh my gosh! You. And there it is. Yeah. And there it is. Holy shit, Chuck! What? So you don't have your PhD? It's in the ground. No, no, I took a copy of it. Oh, copy, copy. Okay. Yeah, I can't copy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So how did that make yeah. you feel? Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't doing it in in spite of him. Yeah. I was saying, you know, I I I kept my promise, or I or I listened to you, or whatever yeah. I was saying to myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dad. Done. Done. Deal. We we did it. Yeah. Hmm. And I was no kid when I did that. I was an old man. Yeah. You know? So. Interesting. Death is an interesting thing, too. You know, when my mom passed away, I never, I never felt her in the ground. Like, I never, she was with me. I, I just, probably still with you. Probably never did leave you. No, that's what I'm saying. She is with me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But she, yeah. she walks with me every day. And I, I don't know. It's. Well, she did visit me once, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's just in that perspective, um, the, the idea of death has, has, you know, been twisted just like every other concept out there to bring us fear, you know, and, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and no. No, it's a transition. Well, people that have had near-death experiences, of which there are thousands and thousands of them, all have the same story. There's nothing to be afraid of. Right, right. They all have the same story. I mean, I've got The Irreducible Mind, which which is one of the books I'm going to keep. I have that too. Uh, there you go. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's just a, that's just a compendium of stories and, and science around the whole idea of of, uh, of uh, the transition from life to death. Yeah, and um, nobody's unhappy about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Some people actually want to speed it up. <laughs> <laughs> Get this story over with. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But um, so it's. Mm-mm. This life that we are experiencing right now, <clears throat> um, it, to me, is so very, very clear in the multi-dimension. You know, it's like you, wherever, wherever you're at, whatever your story is, it can easily be different. It's like you're in a bubble. And, you know, your, your experience is reflecting off of the bubble. You don't like it? That bubble, that bubble is really, that really, of course, I, that triggers me in science about the whole business about a bubble. Um, because we are on a bubble for sure beyond even in a bubble we're on a bubble um everything is like you're saying everything is an illusion there's really nothing real right so why not create the best story for yourself (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's it's um it's it's interesting how nobody when you when you look at all the stuff that our our society our culture has brought forward and nothing can be in in, in the in the in the S, in the um, existential realm. Nobody can prove anybody right or wrong. Mm. It's just opinion rolling forward. Yeah. People that attack other people for their wrong position right. and kill them over it, go to war over it. That's right. Are just incredibly misinformed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wow. I I know. It's like that's where live and let live comes in. You know, it's like, all right, well, that's that is the reality that, you know, you're choosing to live in. Now, there are people in very, very dire circumstances that that seems very unfair, you know, and judgmental to say. But um, I look at Victor Finkel. What is it, Victor? Um, Victor... Oh, yeah, yeah. What am I trying to say? The who had to hide underneath all the dead bodies to get out of a situation. Why can't I think of his last name? Um. Anyway, is is this a story, a movie? No, or, it's the book. Real? Oh, it's a book. Okay. Story. Yeah. All right. Mr. Finkel, is that what it is? God, why am I struggling with this? Anyway, the thing is, there are dire dire circumstances, but our attitude. Our attitude, our belief system, that faith to see beyond what you're experiencing right now is what gets you out. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's 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 where your consciousness takes you, doesn't right. it? Right. 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 Of course, nobody can prove consciousness. Isn't that interesting? But. <laughs> it's like oh do i have the energy <laughs> oh god <laughs> i'm so tempted <laughs> i do know how to pull your string I'll oh tell you. my god i'm so tempted <laughs> okay um because we're, we're gonna go right back to the brain <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna switch gears. <laughs> you know, I was this morning. I was looking at my first Cracking the Rich Code book, and yeah. the Esoteric Entrepreneur. 
Yeah. And, you know, as a writer, you don't remember what you wrote. (laughs) You might remember what you wrote about, but you don't remember how you said it. Right. Right. The phrasing. Yeah. The phrasing gets lost in the cloud. Exactly. You know, so I'm thinking, what did I write anyway? Because I know that what I wrote in this chapter is like a stepping stone to get you to the game. And each one was like that. So whoever read this chapter of mine, the esoteric entrepreneur, can relate it back to the game and say, oh, hmm. so you're you're mm-hmm. shuffling the cards again. So like in this book, I have um, agreeable and humble, agreeable and humble. So where does that fit in? But those virtues. So agreeable would be. The, oh, you're calling, are you calling? Are you calling for the question? I'm sorry, I'm just listening to you. That's talk. right. Sorry. The um, acknowledge and accept. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So it says everybody appreciates approval, even when approval is not being sought. An agreeable nature is much more pleasant and attractive than a disagreeable nature one must endure. When you practice being agreeable before presenting an alternate view, you'll find your audience to be much more accepting of perspective. An agreeable person is adored and welcomed into many environments, groups, and populations, which proves to be of great benefit because the more people you have in your corner, the easier life will be. Does that equal the kindest person is the smartest person in the room? Is that what that gets down to? Um, the kindest is the smartest. Oh, I think we did. We just see a video. You said that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. From Northwestern University commencement. Right. Yeah. It, it was really, really good. Isn't and, that good? Mm-hmm. And so kindness needs to be broken down because if you compare his speech to the post I was telling about earlier, where you know, what has that gotten you? That's mm-hmm. that's what they asked. Mm-hmm. What. Is, and it's like everything, but you have to understand the definition of kindness. Uh, in the game on page 76, if you'd like to turn to it, the last paragraph. Mm. Are you there? No, I don't have the, let me get the book. Let's see. 77? 76. 76. Final paragraph. Faith is believing in the unseen. Yes. All right. You made me get the book for that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> I just want you to be clear on your phrasing. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you go that whole. I don't have to read the whole paragraph, but but the thing is, is that the, the using faith and believing. And unseen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's really hard for people to do. Is do it. Let's in do many it. quarters. <laughs> Throw me the pitch, John. <laughs> oh, okay. This is fun. Go. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, you you are working hard. I mean, you use a lot of words. You know, faith, tolerance, sarcasm. You know, I mean, yeah. you're giving definition to all these. Yeah. You've got to, you have your own vocabulary. I mean, you haven't invented words, but you're, you are putting meaning to it, to vocabulary that people never think about other than in passing. And you are giving it structure. Mm. You're layering it and layering it and layering it with structure, but what these things really mean. Right. 
Right. And then you say faith is believing in the unseen. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, no, wait a minute. You're in, you know, I'm in the lab now. Just a minute. <laughs> um, what is your proof of concept here? Um, I get it. I understand that at least 50% of the world population believes in things they can't see. All right. Okay. Before we go way left, let, let, let me give some clarity here. Faith and believing in the unseen. And remember, we have to take it back to the board. Okay. We're not doing willy nilly here. We're not talking about just Bible stuff and we're talking about the game. You have to believe in the unseen, meaning that your player hasn't made that move yet. But you have to have faith that your one move right now will bring your truth. So you don't have to bulldoze your player. You don't have to give them the laundry list of facts that you have to prove your position. One move you get. That's it. So that's why, further down then, that's why you're talking about not using sarcasm, don't be fear-based, and so on. That's right. You're just, this is what you're talking about, is, is when you're, in your context of faith is believing the unseen, you're talking about holding your position and being calm. That's right. Well, yeah, faith, okay, I mean, obviously faith has um, many applications, but faith in this context means that I'm going to believe that I can move my humor piece and shut up and watch what happens. Let them make a move. Okay. You All know, right. where, where overthinkers will sit there and go, yeah, but what if they do this? Well, what if they say that? Well, what if, what if they don't like it? What if they get mad at me? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I see. Right. Have you, are you calling me an overthinker in public? <laughs> <laughs> no, a strategist. <laughs> yeah. So you don't, so it eliminates the need for overthinking. And this takes me back to the post we were talking about where the father was reprimanding the son. And all of these people were saying, yeah, good job, dad. And, you know, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, people, you can't even identify what's in front of your face right now. This is called abuse. This is why we have to go in and heal our inner child. Because the man is abusing his son and he can't figure out a loving way to do it. That's weak what he's doing. Hmm. Right. We need to find the loving way to do this. <clears throat> you don't need to raise your voice. You don't need to stand over him. You don't need to point your finger at him. You don't need to threaten him. It's not necessary. You've got to raise the man you want him to be. And what you're modeling is a bully. You know, if people treated their children like they treat their animals, we'd all be better off. Well, most, yeah, for sure. Some people yeah. don't treat their animals very well. Well, those people, they should all be discarded. You're right. People that abuse children and abuse animals should be discarded. Yep. They should be part of the... Well, it's, um, those are the minions. Yeah. Those are literally yeah. the minions that will not survive. Have, have they no value at all? No value, the minions? No, none. They have they're, no value. They're the fillers. 
And the fillers in the context of of this conversation are what then? It, I'm I'm going to agree with you that they have no value, but not everyone will agree with that. I mean, what? what? Well, because there's. Let me give you a clear understanding. We're going to go back to Waldo. Where's Waldo? Who's the one with the value? Waldo. We're we're looking for Waldo. Everything right. else is filler. Okay. Everything on the page okay. does not matter. We're looking for Waldo. We are looking for God's people. Everybody else does not matter. We're not trying to change the page. All the different people that kind of look like Waldo into Waldo. But in in the general sense of God's people in this conversation, yeah. God's people. I mean, are there no one else to be saved? Are there, what does God's people mean in this context? Uh, people who are true of heart, true of heart, who are really who. I mean, there there are so many people that are abused and afraid, and you know, so they act nasty and all this. I I get it, but there's an education for them. They're they're really seeking. What everybody is seeking is love. You know, and they can't. So you're, so you're not, so you're not, you're not um, denominational in this, in this thing. No, not at all. It's love. Okay. It's not religion. It's just plain love. It's not religion. It's love. Right. The, way, so, uh, the reason I say God is because the Bible says God is love, which means that love is God. Okay. So you're cross-pollinating all those phrases to become with something that is not denominational it's spiritual yep i guess is it spiritual yeah it's an understanding all right um so can you carry that then all the way forward to a more ethereal higher power a first cause that is a swirling mass of gas in the in the um yeah energy in a in a black hole can you can you can you take it all the way to energy then yeah the creative energy is love, and love is God. All right, so now we're wrapping it all up into one ball. Energy, God, creation, all that is in one bag. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that, a, is that a convenience on your part, you think? Are you being just convenient? Or do you really believe that? How could I not really believe that? My whole life is, I mean, I'm, <laughs> this is my soapbox right here. And the results have been, you know, pretty good. So this is not a tent show then. This is the real deal. Yeah. All right. Um, and, not you know, that I'm accusing you of anything. I'm right. not accusing you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just refining it. This is a lab experiment. Okay. I'm doing. Sure. And um, okay. So, and, and ultimately, don't we all just want to be happy? We just want to be happy. And people go, oh, I don't know about happiness. Oh, my God. So you don't believe in happiness now. You've, you've ditched that too. No, we all want to be happy. And the way to be happy is to know the answer. It doesn't matter what it is. Did your, did your car break down? Yeah, I don't know what to do. I do. I have the answer. So that makes me happy. If you had the answer, you would be happy. I don't have money in my account. I don't know what to do. Well, I have the answer. That makes me happy. If you had the answer, you'd be happy. It doesn't matter what situation we're in. If we have the answer, we are happy. And so the key is to find the answer. And that answer. So then is, is staying the course in, a, in an unhappy situation a form of self-abuse then in your position? Yeah. 
If you are unhappy, it's literally caused by fear. Fear. Fear of the unknown. How do you depend on people then to be solid if you know they're going to spin if they're not happy with a situation? How do you depend on someone? You don't. This is why, you know, we were talking about trust. You know, trust is like a, you know, a treasure chest withholding all of your belongings that are dear to you. Everything that you own is in that box and you keep giving it to everyone. It's the same as the other day when we were talking about um, being naked, you know, and just what's the big deal and just give it to everyone. These are your treasures. You don't just give it to everyone. It has no value that way. Okay. Okay. So then we come back to trust. Now I've got two of the dumbest neighbors I've ever seen in my life. They never have their clothes on. Well, (laughs) you know, whatever, for whatever reason they're doing that, you know, um, you know, live and let live. I mean, I don't know. I don't know your neighbors. Well, I'm not going to call them out. Maybe it's just, just amazing in the middle of a major city, you know, to walk around your yard with no clothes on all the time. Right. But, but we're getting off topic. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It just that would just came to my mind because I'm looking out the window at the backyard. Here. You're right, and they're about to walk out naked, probably. Probably, right. yeah, in 37 degree temperature, but they'll probably do it. Um, next, I'm I'm listening. I'm listening. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't. That's my. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, uh, so trying to find our way back here. We're talking about um, being happy. All right. Having the answer, so you got to have the answer to your situation. And if we all have one answer, we just need to understand how to use it. So it's like a key, okay? That key unlocks it all. But but if you but don't, if have you, to, but, hmm. okay, you're right. Okay, I, I I mean yes, of course, it has to be the answer. I mean Nobel Nobel laureates believe you. I mean, they're thinking the same way, but then aren't you, so, so is there a better vocabulary for this than God, Christianity, and the Bible, and so on? A better vocabulary? Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, well, um, that's what my tagline is, find yourself happy. Find yourself happy with Marilee. Well, we've got a lot of Bible in the book. I mean, you, 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 you quote from the Bible. I mean, you, you've read the Bible. You understand the Bible. Yeah. You're a student of the Bible, yeah. right? So yeah. you're using the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, there's also the Quran. There's also, you know, there's also all of Solomon's writings. There's, you know, it goes on and on and on. Okay, but what's missing in that equation and that question right there is me. So there's, you know, there's the game, the book. Okay, and why didn't I include all these other religions? Because I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about love. And so people go, you know, again, trying to find the holes in my writing because I wasn't inclusive in all these different directions. And it's like, I'm giving you the key. Okay, stop trying to find the holes in it. And the reason why we know it works is because I'm a product of it. All right. Right? No, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, I'm just thinking that maybe everything, first of all, everything that you're saying is true and correct. 
uh, to its finite, most infinite space. I, I get that. But I still open up the the internet or the newspaper, and I find people killing the name of God every day by the thousands. Yeah, well, they don't know what God is. That doesn't matter. And so, so are you the cure? I guess you are in your in your mind, at least, and in the mind of people who believe in you. That that if you if people were to follow what you're saying in your book, and what people are beginning to say and believe, you are the cure. Essentially, for the human condition, mm-hmm. you yeah. really, you believe that? I mean, is that that's pretty heavy stuff? You believe that? Heavy in in what respect? Well, I mean, it makes you a sort of godlike. But I mean, only if you know my head gets really big. It's <laughs> the only okay. The only reason uh, the light is shining on me is because I have walked the path. And it's so damn narrow. It's so damn narrow. And most people would rather find fault in the path than walk it themselves and see, you know, and experience what I'm talking about. I know people, I'm a people and I'm one of them. I'm jumping the shark all the time. I mean, I'm on the same shark, jumping the shark. Um, Jumping the shark is not getting away from the shark. Jumping the shark is staying on the same situation and you keep jumping over the shark. Um, anyway, it's an odd kind of thing. It's I think it's from uh, Happy Days or something. Um, What's it mean? Yeah, that's that's a problem with my mind. Um, jump. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuff like that. It's like, what does that I, mean? I must have a loose wire. <laughs> <laughs> shark you're you keep jumping over it trying to avoid that's good that's good enough for me yeah okay you know avoid the truth in it because it's too damn hard and it's right there in front of you and it and now you know you can't help but look at yourself in the mirror and go can i do this am i up to the task well or what are the consequences what's the downside if i don't do it how bad how bad will it get oh it gets bad yeah, I've uh-huh. seen it. I've witnessed it. And I, I, this is what we were talking about the other day. You know, when I just, it's like an arrow to my gut when I see people do something contrary after being exposed. I'm like, oh, that's not going to fare well. Yeah, I know. But... You know? So you probably don't steal somebody else's ball on the fairway, do you? No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh-huh. You know, uh, kick it out of the way. Make sure the shot is bad. Oh my God. Did anybody see that? No. Um, those of us who grew up in a compromising as a way of life need your book more than anybody. Mm. I mean everybody needs your book, but those of us that are crooked as a dog's <laughs> 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 Yeah. That's really not me. I don't want to, I don't want to put myself in that position, but but I, I have the capacity to be, to mm-hmm. be, um, you've been among them. Let's say that. I'm, yeah. Let's say, yeah, right. I've walked, uh, <laughs> I've walked the walk and talk to talk. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're, so you're right. I mean, I, I, I endorse that fully. I endorse that fully, but I, I, I get 
hung up on the whole God thing. I just wish there was something else that we could be a little more ungodly about this thing. I don't why don't, know how to why get don't you there. just stop using the word and just substitute love? Every time that word God comes up, put love in and see what happens. Well, love is, yeah. I know, I, yeah, love. Have you looked the up reality love? What, is, are the, what are the synonyms for love? Man? The reality yeah. is most people cannot define love. And so you have a, an equally uh, a difficult time with that word. Because it's watered down. It doesn't have the meaning or it's too big. It's too subjective. Everybody has their own idea of love. It's Everybody has their own idea of God. That's why they're synonymous. And then you can tell by people's behavior, you don't get it. Um. I'm just reading the definition here that the uh, whoever this is, I'm not sure which, I guess is Webster or somebody's, about um, strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties, attraction based on sexual desire. <laughs> We've had this conversation, John, where we looked up the I, definition. Well, here we are again. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, so what is love then? What is the definition of love in this context? But- in this context, rephrase that. Well, I mean, if you replace love, if you replace God with love, then that becomes a definition of love is God. God is love. That's love right. is God. Yeah. That's all right. right. First cause, all that stuff. Right. So love is just another word for God. That's right. Or first cause or higher order or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the hang-up. Then you've got to get used to the. You got to get away from the dictionary, and get into the Merrilee concept of love, <laughs> which is. <laughs> and it's kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, right. yeah. So that is the problem. What the hell is the definition that we can all sit back and go, hmm? And so un- love has nothing to do with affection as a practical matter, really. No, truly. that's just human behavior. And, and we call it love because it, it inspires us to want to procreate. We want to be affectionate. And, you know, obviously to a child, isn't that? Okay, whatever. Stop looking for the holes and just go with me. There's mm-hmm. a physical, a physical response to the spiritual. And that's on purpose. We're put here to procreate. And and the you know the ignorance of man has yet to really understand the definition of love. Okay, babe, have a good day. Um that Peter? Yeah, it's Peter. I'm going to work. He's gonna go <laughs> he's on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Um All right. yeah. So until... So you post. So your post this morning. You posted the what makes you feel really good. Yeah. All right. To okay. hear I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um. So. Um. So here's this. Yes, to to hear I love you, and people throw that around like it's nothing, not knowing what it means. 
How can you tell me that you love me when you can't define what love is or God? So is that a trap to just kiss people? No, I never have a trap. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that, that is so typical of people too. It's like always thinking that I am coming from a perspective of, of pain, like trying to trap people, trying to diagnose people, trying to test people. I'm not doing any of that ever in any post. That's never my intention. I'm here to educate. I'm here to love. You know, I'm here in curiosity. If I ask a question, I'm just curious. I'm not trying to trap anybody. You know, like the other day, that's a good question. The other day I posted, uh, what was was your least concern? Remember, it was sex, clothes, food, uh, Mm -hmm. education, right? Four things. And... Mm -hmm. People were throwing all kinds of things in there that were not on the list. And um, and that's why I had to give an education in uh, communication. It wasn't an open door to throw whatever you want in the pot. I'm asking you to choose one of these. So answer the question. Now we can extrapolate that to how people communicate, you know, in their own homes. Mm-hmm. Say something and that gives the other person free range to add whatever they want to the conversation like it's soup instead of just accepting what was said and answering directly directly yeah i think a conversation um uh we've got two ways to make a uh meatless chili i guess one is just to pour the can of beans in and not drain them and the other one is to drain the beans um if you pour the can of beans in with all the fluid that's in it, you get all the stuff that's there and you have to modify how it tastes. Um, if you drain the beans and you get a pure form. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm following. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is little Johnny trying to figure out your conversation. <laughs> <laughs> to a pot of to a pot of beans, <laughs> <laughs> and this is why Charlie wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a cookbook. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, okay, but this right here is a perfect lesson in love as well, <laughs> because as whatever I said in truth right now, you had to take that truth and instead of accepting it, you had to put an analogy to it as if it needed further clarification. Now, in other, you know, many other books, speaking of love, right? It's ideas, philosophies, analogies, the what we should do, what we should do, not the how. So yeah, it's always, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So now we're, we're, okay. we're all left in the same place again to interpret the how, to figure it out. <laughs> so we're wandering in the desert, can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, a, with a pot of drained beans. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Well, you know, there we are. Let's just call for the question. <laughs> <laughs> so, if we want clarity, maybe read the game, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
Well, I, you know, I, you know, but I mean, I, I, I'm, I, yeah, I do research. Therefore, I'm, you know, I research. I mean, I, I think in terms of questions. I just do. Sure. Um, but I mean, you always have the right answer. You really do. I mean, I, I get all that. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just not satisfied with it. I just get it. Uh, um, uh, satisfied with what? The love thing? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I'm just not, I'm there. I mean, I get, I understand. I fully understand your context of love and God and higher power and the first cause, all that are all run together as an amalgam of the same thing. It's not affection in its simplest Webster context. It is the, it is the, it's the conscious, it's the universe. It's all, it's existence. Mm -hmm. It is existence. When you say love, you're talking about existence in total. That's right. And that has to be cleaned up somehow. That's why it's omnipotent. Right. Your book is, is, is like, is like some stack scrubbers on a ship trying to get people to, um, to uh, clean up their act. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to heal the stack, pain is what it is. I, I, a stack scrubber uh, gets rid of the pollutants and the exhaust for the engine. You know? So if the people, so if the people, if, if, if people are talking and that becomes exhaust from the engine, then the book, the game is the scrubber on the stack that's cleaning up the smoke so it comes out clean and nice. Yep. right what what the book does (laughs) is it it stops the pain that's ultimately what we have to do we have to stop causing pain and pain is just simply how you handle your conversation how you handle your it's just pain is pain is caused by demeanor right uh well it's multifaceted demeanor your perspective your, your framing, how you frame things, you know, which includes your upbringing and how think the world was framed for you. There's a lot of, you know, depth to the problem. This is why people so, are... The- well, that kind of gives me a pass then for, to be bad if I don't have the right background. Well, that's right. Everybody gets a pass. Just start where you're at and move forward. Just say, okay, I'm a wretch. I, I accept it. I'm going to look at the mirror and accept the fact that I have been raised in deception. And now I know better. Now I have the opportunity to know better. And the deception is the flaw in total, not any particular person in that's total. flawed in your life. In total. Okay. All right. So you, everything about you is big picture then, isn't it? Everything about yep. you is big picture. We've all been hmm. raised under the same dark cloud that has skewed our perspective and understanding about what is true. So you're a big picture, totally big picture. That's probably why you like huge houses. Oh, <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why you want to live in a castle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed our conversation. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun. I know it's always. Yeah, fun. we're pushing the hour too, so I mean, it's probably a good time that we all call right. it for the weekend. All right. I'm gonna be gone. I'm gone all day tomorrow. Okay. As you know, I'm out driving sprinters around. Okay. So anyway, uh, we'll talk. But I love you. I love you too. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.